Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am very excited about. He is a two-time American League Cy Young winner. He is a eight-time, eight-time All-Star. He is a one-time World Series winner. And you know what? He is the ace pitcher for the Houston Astros. I am talking about Justin Verlander. How's it going, Justin? Great. Happy to be on the show. I'm happy to have you. Uh, you know, it's a weird time for sports right now. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you should be like, normally you'd be in your season right now. I just wanted to check in with you and like seeing how the state of baseball is doing. Well, there are talks of us trying to do a season, but it's definitely not going to happen. We even had our preseason training cut short. So right now we're just, you know, sheltering in place and making the most of it. Now, what was the word like when you received that uh, everything needed to stop? Well, bring me to that moment. Well, um, we were training and things were going well. We were all excited for the season and it seemed kind of like something that wasn't going to happen. It was kind of, you know, like most of the news was reporting it as if this was just going to come and go. So we were like, all right, you know, we're safe and away training. And by the time this passes over, we'll have our season. So when the news hit that that wasn't the case, everyone kind of was like, OK, yeah, but then they'll tell us differently in a week. Now, for our listeners out there that aren't particularly sports fans, uh, I'm a little interested that you were excited for the season to start because, uh, your team, the Houston Astros, has been involved with one of baseball's biggest scandals of all time leading into this season uh, to the point where people were booing you guys at training camp because you you were found that you were cheating during both of your title runs as a Houston Astro. Yeah, some people like to believe that. And, you know, there might be evidence that proves that it's true, but we like to keep our heads up and not dwell on the past. What was it like having people coming to your spring training and like booing you just at practice? I mean, that can like sure put a damper on things. I think. I was actually pretty welcome to it as I felt like this was a great time to, you know, try to have that mental training as well as the physical training to get ready for one. You know, you're not always playing, you know, on the home field. So when you're going to play away games and you're in a place where nobody wants you to be there, you do get a lot of booing. So for people to show up at our training, it was almost like a, a gift to us to have that as an added element for our uh, spring training. Now, what would you say to those fans that have lost a little faith? So for our listeners out there, I'll give you the full scoop of what happened. Basically, uh, the Houston Astros were accused slash found of stealing signs from the other team, like pitching signs, so they would know what kind of pitch the pitcher from the opposite team was going to throw before they threw the pitch and ma making it easier to hit the ball. Uh, I mean, you as a pitcher, I obviously you don't hit or you would have a designated hitcher, hitter. Um, how does it feel knowing that like you're not completely involved with this scandal, but like people are saying that, uh, what your, your world series championship should be revoked. 
Well, I mean, if you were the best team, you don't need to rely on strategy in a way that it's a predetermined pitch that's going to save you. I mean, ultimately, I wish everybody knew what pitch was coming because then you'd be really testing the full ability of you as a player. So you you think you wish people knew what pitch like because you still like give signs to your catcher and like you know like apparently tipping your pitches like letting the batter know what your pitches are is a big like advantage to the batter and that like this is kind of part of like the mental chess you play during baseball. Right. Correct. I think totally. You know, if if you as a pitcher have an idea what you're going to pitch, you should definitely let the catcher know, obviously, because that's going to determine where the ball ends up. So I think you'd be foolish to not tell them. And if for some reason, you know, the batter has done their homework and has learned your signs and your, your clues to what you're going to throw, good for them. And uh, bring it on. Well, like, try to hit it. <laughs> it wasn't the batter that knew. It was actually like, because if it was the batter that knew, that would be completely different and that would be advantage to the batter. But it was actually coaches from your team banging on trash cans to signal what pitch was coming because they would use Apple watches to signal to other coaches on their team. And like it was a whole system of like taping and figuring out the code between the pitcher and catcher. It's remarkable. Technology is next level. But, like, this is kind of like sports espionage in a way. I mean, someone might say that. I mean, I all right. I'm sorry. I feel like we've gotten off on the wrong foot, Justin. I feel like I'm grilling you right now. So let, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's forget about sports. What have you been doing to, like, distance yourself from, like, the drama surrounding this and, like, to remind yourself that, you know, you as Justin, you're still a human. You're still a person. You're living with your wife, Kate Upton. You know, I'm sure, like, you've gotten all this time to forget about your life as an athlete. What have you found about yourself? Well, I found that I'm a pretty good uh, grill cook. Really? Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time barbecuing in the backyard. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. What 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 what, what you've been making? What what's what's Justin Verlander's specialty? Well, uh, I think right now what's really cooking up nicely is my salmon's. Oh, your salmon's. Okay, so you got you glazing them or you're like charcoal cooking them? What what's your process? Well, I uh like to not really thaw it out too much. You know, I want it almost between the frozen and refrigerated state and the grill's already on nice and hot. I throw it on there. So you want to get a nice sear? Oh, yeah. You don't want to like put it on while the grill is heating up. You want to have the grill on for at least 10 minutes before you put it on. That's, I think, my trick. So what, what, what temp are we talking about here? Like, ideal grill temp? To be honest, I've, I've never uh, used my radar heat gun. I left it in Your the kitchen. Your radar heat gun? Yeah, the thing people are using to scan people if they have fever when they enter stores over in Asia and stuff. I mean, I know most grills tend to have a thermometer right on the lid. Oh, yeah, I guess I could look at that. But, you know, I'm I'm busy, you know, just hanging out, lounging. We got some brand new, like, state-of-the-art outdoor uh, furniture. So okay. I basically, I turn the grill on and then I'm lounging, you know. 
give it 10 minutes. I feel like most athletes spend most of their time training. Yeah, this is. And like, it's not until their retirement that they get a chance to like really enjoy at home life. You know, and you and your wife have only been married for three years. Uh, what has it been like actually being able to like spend some quality time with her? I think this is very unexpected and different and welcome. I'm so excited for this kind of, you know, sad and scary time, but also, you know, glass half full. I do get that free time at home where I don't have to constantly be kicking myself that I'm not doing everything I can to be out there training. Of course, I am training at home, but it's a lot more. Oh, yeah. What are you doing to stay active? Uh, well, I have a few online classes that I do some, you know, basic, you know, yoga stretching techniques that I try to keep up with every day. I do an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And then there's uh, some nice weight resistance training that I do in my garage, uh, just with free weights. And, you know, I try to like, not make it my whole life, you know, like this is time, you know, to be relaxed at home. Now, it has been said that a lot of baseball players have a lot of superstitions and have a lot of rituals. Do you have any rituals that you used to perform, like, in the dugout, in the clubhouse, that you've had to, like, take home and, like, perform in a less orthodox way? Yes, I do. I, before every game, now, I don't, I don't you know, condone chewing tobacco. Okay. But there's something about the game that uh, is associated with it, as we all know. So I tend to sprinkle the smallest bit of chewing tobacco dust in my hat before I go out and pitch. I don't know if anyone knows that. I don't think I've ever told anyone you, that, you, actually. You, you sprinkle some dust in there, some chewing tobacco dust? Well, how does that help Yeah, you? and it kind of, like, wakes up my brain. You know, it, it stimulates my head in a way that, you know, kind of like uh like caffeine does in coffee i mean but generally you have to ingest caffeine to get like its effect you, you feel like just right at the full effect sprinkling on i think they have caffeine scrubs and things for the ladies you know that they put on the skin to help you know invigorate it up like yeah no that makes sense yeah. um i don't run an apothecary okay um yeah you know uh, i didn't say you did but um, I mean, I, I could be wrong, is what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's just a superstition. Like you said. No, no, that's fair. Um, so have you continued to like, kind of rub your scalp with chewing tobacco dust? Well, I uh, when I wake up and I go outside, it's it's something I think I don't want to forget about, and just so my body gets used to it. You know, it could be a placebo effect, to be honest, but it's just something I do, and I can't really explain it. Has like. Kate ever asked you about like this habit? No, I mean she sees me do it, but we've never talked about it. I think she just assumes it's just part of my game, and like she just doesn't want to disrupt that. By the way, we've had your wife on the podcast actually after your first World World Series win, uh, slash only World. Oh, she didn't. Tell yeah, me. no, great guest. You know, um, big fan of her acting career and you know her modeling career. Uh, you know, yeah. she seems like she's got a lot going for her, but it seems like, you know, you're both very busy people. Uh, you don't get a lot of time for each other. Yeah. Before this quarantine, we'd go weeks on end sometimes without seeing each other. Do, do you notice something about her that like you didn't notice 
for the longest time? Yeah, there's this freckle behind her left ear. It's very, very tiny, almost invisible. But it's something I keep noticing, you know, when we're in the kitchen and I'm sitting at the island and I like, I'm like, oh, I've never noticed that freckle. That's something we talked about the other day. Is it, so, is it something that she should get checked out? Like, because you know what they say about like moles, like you don't want them to like get too big. Right. No, it, this is, is very, very tiny. It's beautiful. It's almost, you know, like, like a freckle. Like, uh, it's not mole and gross, like a dirty fat birthmark. It's more of a kind of, you know, like the John Legend song. All your perfect imperfections, you know? Okay, great. Good to know. Um, what other perfect imperfections have you noticed about Kate? Um, let me think. You know, she's very, very physically fit and very on top of her workout regimen as well. I mean, I think that's something that we will eventually try during this quarantine to work out together, but we each have our own separate routines. Okay. Um, is there anything you think like would work for the both of you? I mean, you said you do yoga. I I mean, I'm sure she is quite bendy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when we do our workouts, a lot of times we'll line them up and do them at the same time, but in separate parts of the property. Is it weird not working out with your teammates? Like, I feel like when you do it for that long, I mean, you're 37 years old. You've been playing baseball professionally for what feels like 15 years. Uh, Like, how does it feel to be without them? It's honestly very weird. You know, there are people that like to work out by themselves. I am not one of them. I'm, I like the team camaraderie. I like, to be held accountable and pushed by my team. So it's definitely frustrating and tricky. That's why I always have my headphones on and I try to have someone coaching me in my ear, even though they're not physically there. Got it. You know, uh, whatever works for you. Cause you know, we, we all have to adapt right now. Um, so Justin, uh, we've reached the point in the show where we like to play a few speed games the first game we like to play here is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I have a list of three names, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Great. All right. Well, the first name is Mark McGuire. Second name, Alex Rodriguez. Third name, Barry Bonds. Oh, that's easy. I'm going to I'm gonna marry Barry Bonds. Oh? I'm going to fuck Alex Rodriguez. Okay. And then kill. That's it. So you're you're, I do it fast you're, you're killing Mark McGuire, you said? Oh yeah. All right. Uh, I mean the the point wasn't to do it fast, but um, you know, you interpret these games the way you want to. Well, I don't want to dwell on it too much, you know. First answer is the best answer. All right. And the most honest, I feel. Okay, you know, um you're you're quite a fast pitcher, so I could imagine you take my pitches as fast as you can as well. All right. I like that. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I'm going to say a word to you. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Got it. First word. Ball. Deodorant. Run. Grass. Bat. Scary. Hit. Win. Strike. Nope. Bunt. Cheat. 
Base. Mine. Signal. Yes. Trash can. Candy. Win. Always. And cheat. Nope. All right. All right. Um, Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Justin Verlander for stopping by. Justin, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? Uh, I guess I'd just like to say everyone stay safe. And for those of you that are like me and are completely decimated in their careers at this time to look on the bright side, find something to do that is positive at home, take up a new hobby like grilling. Guys, the salmons, I'm telling you. I've never had such buttery, perfect salmons at any nice restaurant I've been to. It's so easy to do it at home. You got to try it. All right. Well, thank you, Justin, for stopping by again. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised. So instead of having the actual Justin Verlander with us here today has been my friend, Wesley Tunison. How's it going, man? Wonderful. (laughs) So, uh, Justin Verlander, you uh, did not know who that person was. I did not. I haven't followed sports since college, and that was 11 years ago. Oh, wow. You know, I, um, so for the listeners out there, I picked this for you because, uh, during last summer, uh, Wesley and I played on a uh, softball team together and I thought, uh, picking a baseball player would be appropriate. Yes. I totally see where you're coming from. I love playing softball, but I have not been following sports. (laughs) Well, I, I picked this in particular athlete because one, he's a big name and I I thought he might have a little more mass appeal and two, just because of the cheating scandal has been up until like COVID, like all that the sports world wanted to talk about because it was so like elaborate. Yeah. That sounds crazy that they're doing that. Yeah. They were like sending signals through Apple watches. And then once a coach like the dugout got the Apple watch, he would like bang on a trash can a certain number of times. Did they have smoke signals? And that included? would mean what pitch it was? I mean, <laughs> it was pretty, signals? like, crazy. Like, I mean, it, it like, you couldn't have been more blatantly cheating, you know? Right. There was no, like, excuse. Like, oh, we misinterpreted the rules, like a Bill Belichick would say. No, no, th- this one was like, yeah, no, you're hiding something. And, um... <laughs> The, the Houston Astros were such a dominant team for the last, like, five years or so, and that was the amount of time that they were uh, perceived to be cheating. Yeah, that, that would make sense, you know, if there's something that's a little over the data, kind of like, oh, well, that seems like a weird spike, that there would be a reason. Yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate because, like, a lot of these players, like a lot of kids and stuff, we're like, yeah, they're, they're, they're young and new, and they're the, like one of the greatest teams ever put together. And it's like, ugh. Um, I, know, maybe. What, I think what's sad is that all of the good plays that may have been capable 
without the cheating are then just discredited. So you don't know what, you know, was a win because of the heads up they had versus, you know, their skill. So that's kind of like sad that you don't know the difference. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, there's been some like commentators in the sports world being like, you should just assemble the two teams that played in that world series that they won back together and like have a one game for the championship again. Like just so like they know if they could have won it for real. That would make some great television. I'm sure you'd have a lot of people tuning in. Oh, for sure. I mean, and at the end of the day, sports is just entertainment, you know? Definitely. Did you, did you, uh, so when you did follow baseball, you said 11 years ago or so, uh, did you have a favorite player? I think Alex Rodriguez actually was, you know, one of the favorites, but that's more because he was just easy to recognize in celebrity. Oh, for sure. And now he's married to JLo. That one I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have just given you A-Rod then. Oh, no. I was very happy with my... What, what's his name? Justin... <laughs> Verneen? Just... Verland? Justin Verlander. Verlander. I'm going to look him up. I wonder if I sounded anything like him. <laughs> um, I think he might have a little bit of like a southern drawl to the way he talks. Darn it. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh so a lot of our uh listeners may be wondering uh why we didn't mention a certain thing about Justin Verlander. There was a, a moment in history where there was a lot of uh celebrity news leaked, including okay. ones of him and his uh wife Kate Upton together, which was very um revealing. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that is leaked on purpose and sometimes they're just creeps in the world and you really can't know the difference. Oh no, this one was for sure like a creep hacking into stuff, but like it was one of those. No, it is. It's horrible. But also it's just like, you know, um, I feel like a certain amount of fame buys you a certain amount of forgiveness when it comes to this stuff too. Well, yeah, it's not uh, your fault if someone's attacking you. If anything, I guess it is almost like it comes with the territory when, you know, you're making millions and you're in the public eye every day that you kind of don't have privacy. So you have to take every precaution to avoid something like that happening. But it's just when it happens, you know, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I w- would not wish it upon people. But um, one of the funnier things to come out from it is that how... um big a butt justin verlander seems to have oh yeah uh, and it's sure. like yeah and like it's something that like he's a, a quite a slender dude like he's six five and only 200 pounds which right. for six five i feel like 200 pounds is fairly light yeah like am i am i doing my math there right like six five yeah, like, you think like I'm that's real tall and i'm i'm almost 200 so yeah, yeah so he's pretty, and he's yeah, an no. athlete. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so I was surprised to like see a meteor part of him, and apparently, like pitchers, like all their power comes from their legs. Yes, so, I knew that. So, so you got to imagine there's like some like pitchers with some donks out there. Oh, for sure. Or I like to call them ballerina butts because those are the people that use their legs the most. 
Do you think pitchers would be good at ballet? Oh, you almost certainly. I think uh, there was a, I think, I don't know if it was soccer or football. I think it might've been football. It was football. They had ballerinas. Yeah. Play football. And it was unbelievable. Like jumping over other players and stuff. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they've like had football players take ballet just for like running backs and stuff to like juke and like uh, twist out of like being caught. Right. And also like being able to jump and catch a ball. Like no one can really jump like a ballerina. Right. Any kind of bar class is really good for, I think, most people that want to move their body. What other sports do you think would be improved by ballet? Uh, definitely basketball, soccer. Let's see. What about oh, golf? Would golf be improved by ballet? Like, how, how do you think, like, someone's, like, driving stroke would be improved by, like, a nice, like you know, plie or, you know, I don't think so much the plie as the, what is it called? Like port de bras where you like yeah. have your arms out and strengthen your shoulders and have those really nice clean lines. Could, could you imagine Tiger Woods doing a port de bras or like a Bubba Watson? Oh, a hundred percent. How much more entertaining would it be if they were doing that? <laughs> That'd be for a charity event. And I would watch. I, it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the missing like thing, you know, like, we saw we watched uh, Happy Gilmore and how good he was at golf because of his uh, hockey slap shot. You know, yeah. maybe that's what's missing is like a nice the variety, por- nice porta bra. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it sounds perfect. Arabesque. No way. It's just en français. You got it. A lot of ballet dance moves sound like cuts of meat. By the way. <laughs> I can see that. Like, yeah, I'd like uh, my arabesque a little medium rare, you know, uh, with the au jus, please. Did you want that untendu or? Oh, uh, why would I never? Like, I, I'd i be stupid not to get it untendu. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, enough with the funny stuff. Down to the cold, hard questions. You know, this is no joke news here with Aaron Max. Nah. Wesley, I'm glad you're here with me today. Uh, what have you been up to these days? Well, I, as a New Yorker, pretty much all of my life, I'm actually spending the quarantine in Virginia because New York is just wild. So I'm at my girlfriend's family's house, and I've been here, and it's been like mostly good days. I've been trying to walk around her neighborhood, which is very rural. So there's nobody I have to stand 10 feet away from. And if there were to be someone, you know, everyone's kind of following the guidelines. So I'm trying to stay active. And I just signed up for this online course called Full Voice. So I'm trying to be productive and learn about singing and how to be a better singer and just, you know, put my best foot forward for whenever this is going to wrap up. Have you had formal like vocal training before? Yeah, when I was really young, my mom wanted me to always be singing. She was like, you could be an opera singer, you know? So that's kind of something she's pushed on me a lot. So I've always taken classical voice with various teachers. Oh, wow. And then that's, you know, part of the reason I went into musical theater, which is why I've lived in New York City for the majority of the last, you know, maybe 12 years. 
Very cool. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I miss taking voice lessons. It's been a hot sec. Um, I really haven't taken them since college. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's gotta be exciting to get back into, uh, have you noticed like changes in your voice since you last took them? I've definitely been, you know, slacking off and it's, it's a muscle, you know, the, the voice box and all that larynx and all the fun things, uh, that are in there that I don't have the science within me to explain anymore. Cause I've been so out of practice, but you can definitely see a difference like the natural talent or whatever that you know, you withhold in your body to sing is always going to be there. It's like riding a bicycle. But if you're riding a bicycle to do BMX, you know, you kind of have to be on the trails at least once a week. And if you're on the trails three days a week, you can really like pull off those corkscrew jumps and crazy things that they do. So uh, you want to be able to do them corkscrew jumps, but with your vocal cords. Yeah, I want to do vocal gymnastics. Also, is is a corkscrew jump a real BMX thing? I have no clue about BMX. I watched a really cool BMX show the other day, and I'm pretty sure someone did a corkscrew, like 360 or something. Like they kind of like rolled the bike? Someone did a double backflip. A double backflip on a bike. That sounds real dangerous. It looked impossible. I didn't understand the physics of it, but I saw it. (laughs) It feels like something you could only do in like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. A hundred percent. I remember, so I grew up skateboarding and I first got the the number one Tony Hawk. I think it was on maybe Nintendo 64, right? Oh, the, the first Tony Hawk was like, I think a PC game. Okay. So I think when I first started playing it, it, it must've been on N64. And mm-hmm. I remember the first iteration of the series, the Ollie was maybe like four or five feet, which is what the best, you know, like sponsored skaters could maybe do on a perfect setting but it was every time you jumped yeah and then when they released like tony hawk pro skater six or four or whatever you could ollie like 26 feet high to grind on like a building like the the rules of gravity do not matter anymore (laughs) so yeah i totally get what you're saying where it's like yeah you can't do that in real life because the but that made the game so much more fun when you took out the reality of gravity Oh, yeah, because wouldn't it be fun if, like, all athletes were just, like, had superhero abilities? Yeah, I want to ollie and be able to do a double backflip off the ground without a ramp. Why not? For sure. So you've been taking voice lessons. What else have you been up to these days? That's, I mean, for me, the bulk of it is right now I'm uh, doing improv online at the People's Improv Theater, where you obviously are a, a firm and proud member. Of course. So I perform there on their Facebook page now. We've been uh, experimenting with what social platform is the best. So currently we're on their Facebook and we're there Monday with my team Houseplant at 7.30. Mm -hmm. And then I'm there Wednesday at 7 p.m. with Havisham doing musical improv. How has been... uh... How have you been able to do musical improv? Because uh, as our listeners may know, I, I do musical improv as well with my team Yeti Punch, but we have yet to like achieve the ability to do it yet. Yeah, so it's a very difficult thing in real life, and then it's even more difficult with the added tech elements, and that is 100% honest. It's almost impossible to do harmonies or sing a chorus together because there's a definitive delay that no matter what you do, you can't get rid of. So it's kind of redirecting how we approach 
musical numbers and scenes, what have you. But uh, our member, uh, Adrian Pellerin, is actually a very gifted pianist as well. So he's kind of stepped down from being a full-time performer for the sake of the team. And he's been our pianist. And then we try to get him to sing in songs too. But he has got a very big plate in front of him that he is, I think, crushing. He's very talented. Oh, very cool. Uh, listeners, please check that out every seven on Wednesdays on the People's Improv Theater's Facebook page. Yes. Yeah, Our... just to see Adrian is, you know, worth it. He's just, uh, speaking of vocal gymnastics, that's performing gymnastics. He's oh, doing sure. the tech element and the singing element and the piano element. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, as someone who knows Adrian myself, I can attest to his greatness. 100%. So, also, you've been doing uh, a, a little Instagram situation, too, on Wednesdays? Yes. I, I've i always wanted to do kind of a, a talk show, and I've seen a lot of my friends be successful at doing them, and it kind of frightens me. But when I was really young, I did, like, morning announcements. And that was kind of like the gateway into me being like, oh, it's fun to just talk about, you know, the news and people and connect. And uh, so I started a show called Wednesdays with Wes. And right now I'm streaming that live from my Instagram every Wednesday at 5 p.m. So it's live at 5. All right. Well, you know, check that out. So if our listeners wanted to find anything you're doing, uh, where can they find all your, uh, you know, dates, details, all this stuff? Yeah, so if any of your listeners want to follow more of my things or my going-ons, they can check me out at www.wesleytunison.com. Just my name. I have most of my information on my website. Or if you prefer, on all of the social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, you can also find me there. Just my name, Wesley Tunison. That's W-E-S-L-E-Y-T-U-N-I-S-O-N. All right. Well, Wesley, it's been a pleasure. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Yes and I Am. I'll post a pic of me and Wesley there. You can give him a follow that way. And uh, yeah, go check his stuff out because it's a lot of fun, especially his two improv teams. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Wesley, for stopping by. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>